We're up to the bottom of Yudalad Amid Beis. So the Gemara says, we're up to five lines from the bottom. So just to review, we had a shaila of whether Hoylech is Kizchi Dami. Right? That means that if I tell a Shliach to deliver money for me that I owed, to, is it considered I'm asking you to just deliver, or am I telling you to be zaycha? And could you be zaycha for something? That's a shayla. So he said there potentially is a difference between a healthy person and someone on their deathbed. On their deathbed is hayluch kizchi. Healthy person, potentially not. And we brought this lengthy b'raisa. The b'raisa, the case was that the Avram sends Yitzchak to deliver money to Yaakov, and he gets there, and Yaakov's dead. So the question is, who gets the money? So we had, just to quickly review, the first opinion is that if Avram sends it and finds that Yitzchak, the Yaakov died, it goes back to Avram. Then you have Rav Nassin, Rav Nassin and Rav Yaakov say, they say that it goes to the children, okay, just to get the cases, it's not really relevant. Avram sends it to Yaakov, Avram sends money to Yaakov through Yitzchak, they get there, Yaakov's dead. And then Avram also died. So the question is, does it go back? So Rav Nosan and Rav Yaakov say it goes back to the children of Avram. The some say it goes to the children of Yaakov. Rav Yehuda Hanasi says the name of Yaakov Shem Rav Meir. You should listen to the person who mitzlakim uh, Mitzvah So if he wants it to go to Yaakov, it should go to Yaakov's children. The Chum say Yachloiku. And the last opinion is that in Bavel they say that let the Shliach decide. So we thought that that's goof in the Machlaikis, of whether it goes to Yaakov's kids or to Avram's kids, is whether Hoylech is Kizchi. If Hoylech is Kizchi, the second you give it to him, it's automatically already Yaakov. So the, the fact that he dies, it goes to his kids. If you Hoylech love Kizchi, it goes back. That's, that's what we thought. Says the Gemara, no. Loi. No, when it comes to, the truth is, if this is a healthy person, everyone agree, Hoylech is love Kizchi. So what's this Machlaikis about? The case is that the person is on his deathbed. So wait a minute, I thought on your deathbed, that what a person on his deathbed, whatever they say goes. That's actually a machleikas tanoim. While yes, it's universally assumed, that, that someone on his deathbed, right? We've had this concept that a shchivmira, someone on their deathbed, if they just say, hey, give him the money, it's done without kinyanim, and it's a... That's a actual machlekes tanoim. So this shaila of weather, so really the case is Avram is on his deathbed. He tells Yitzchak on his deathbed, deliver money to Yaakov. Get there, Yaakov's dead. So the shaila is, who gets it? Does it go back to Avram's kids or to Yaakov's kids? The answer is, every, everyone agrees we're talking about someone on the deathbed. The shaila is, is a person on their deathbed, is there halachic significance to his statements? Uh, the, the, the Chachamim say yes, Rav Yaakov and Rav Nassim say no. Meaning to so this shaila of whether it goes back, it's just a general shaila of whether a shchiv meiraz words have status. And again, till now we're assuming that it does because that's the universally accepted approach, but that is not accepted by all the Tanoim, there are Tanoim that disagree, as we'll see right now. Yeah? Well, we're only talking about the deathbed of Yaakov. No, Avram, Avram on his deathbed. Avram was sending oh, it. Yeah, we're talking about the person who sent it. The person who sent it was on his deathbed. So the question is, the fact that he says it, does that automatic, automatically make it that when he says to the shliach to take it, the shliach, he means for the shliach to acquire it. So that's... Okay. And, and, and although I've been explaining over the last couple dafim that someone on their deathbed, when they say to take it, it's automatic, that's actually a machalikas tanayim, as we'll see now. The Gemara says, the Tanan, as the Mishnah says... The Mishnah says, 
in Baba Basra, in the very like end of Baba Basra, the Mishnah says, "Amachalik nechasav al piv." If someone is on their deathbed and they're telling people, they're saying, "Here, you get this, you get that, you get that." No kinyan. I'm just saying. So Rav Yaakov does not believe that that's a thing. Rav Yaakov does not believe that divrei shchiv merakik suvin ksuvin dami. He doesn't believe that. Therefore, Rav Yaakov says, "I'm sorry, Rav Elazar. I'm sorry, Rav Elazar. The Rav Elazar doesn't believe in it. Rav Elazar believes that a shchiv is treated like anybody else, which is if you want something to take place, you have to make a kinyan. Make a kinyan. If you don't make a kinyan, it's not going to work." Rav Elazar, Oimer, echad bari vechad masukin. There's no difference between someone healthy and someone on their deathbed. Rather, nechasim sheish lamachray is real estate. Nikne bekesef ubeshar ubechazaka. Real estate is acquired through kesef, through shtar, or chazaka, through moving in. And movable items, is carried through mashicha. Meaning, Rav Elazar does not make any distinction. So therefore, when it comes to a healthy person, is lav kishi. Rav Eliezer believes a non-healthy person is also lav kishi. The Chum disagree. What do the Chum say? No. The Chum say no. Someone on their deathbed, if they say something, it makes a kenyan. I didn't say Elav Kisri. means that if you give a shliach to deliver it, you're not asking him to acquire anything, you're asking him to deliver it. So Elav Elu Niknabamir, the Chum say that every a person on the deathbed, whatever they say, it acquires. So you have a machloikis, whether someone on the deathbed, uh, whether it actually has halachic status, what they say. So they bring a raya, Maisa Bi'iman Shal Bnei Reichel. Reichel was a man, he had sons. And his wife was on her deathbed. Shahisa The wife was on her deathbed. Va'amra, Tinasen, go to the next page. Kivinasi Leviti. Give my bro my bro brooch? 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 That's a Brooch. Give my brooch to my to the daughter. Meaning, right, through the laws of Yerusha it goes to the son. On her deathbed, she said, Give the brooch to the daughter. So Bishnaim Asermana was worth a twelve mana, it was very valuable. Umeis, and then she died. And we listened to her. Oh, that's an example of someone on the deathbed saying something that does not necessarily work in the classic laws of inheritance and kinyanim. And you see that they listened. So this is the Chachamim's proof to Revelazar that, uh, that someone on the deathbed, their words have status. So you know how Revelazar responds? Revelazar says, Let the children of Reichel be buried with their mom. Meaning, uh, those were Shaim, those kids. And he says the reason why they took the brooch from the boys was not because of what the mother said. It's because they're terrible people and they don't deserve the brooch. Meaning, in general, in general, we would not listen to it. But it was a knas that Chazal had against that family. But in general, we would not just listen to whatever she says on her deathbed. In that case, we were like, yeah, you know what? We're, we like that because they're terrible people. Let, they don't deserve the brooch. Give it to the sister. But in general, we actually wouldn't. Let them be buried with the mom. Just, now, so you have a machlekes tanoim, whether the words of a shchiv merah, someone on the deathbed, whether it creates a kinyan. So now let's go back. When it comes to a healthy person who says to a shliach, deliver the money, so a healthy person that's being told to deliver the money, we say that it's not considered to be zaycha, and it's just considered a shlichus. The question, so what's this machlekes about? This machlekes is, what is the status of a person on their deathbed? The Gemara now speaks it up. Tanakama Karavalaza, the Tanakamu says that it's returned, even though they're on their deathbed. The Tanakamu says that it's returned, holds like Revelazar, that there's no such thing as someone on the deathbed. It doesn't matter. So on the deathbed, so the case is Avram says to Yitzchak, Avram's on his deathbed, he says to Yitzchak, deliver the money to Yaakov. 
and then Yaakov's dead. The question is, do you return it? The answer is, yeah, you return it because the fact that Avram is on his deathbed doesn't matter. He did not mean for the Shlech to acquire it. So it's returned back to sender. Rav Nassim, Rav Yaakov, Namik Rav Elazar. Rav Nassim, Rav Yaakov agreed to Rav Elazar as well. And Avagav Demis, And they're explaining that even though Avram died, we don't listen to him. We don't say, well, a deathbed. No, it's all the same, which means Avram asks Yitzchak to deliver to Yaakov. Yaakov is dead. It goes back to Avram. Even if Avram died, it goes back to Avram's kids. That's because they followed the opinion of Rav Elazar that a, someone on their deathbed, their statement is no more potent than a person who's, who's healthy. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, the Yeshomim that says that it goes to Yaakov's kids is because they follow the Rabbana, that someone on their deathbed, if they say something, it has halachic status. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, who says the Rameir, he has sort of an interesting middle sheet, and that is, someone on their deathbed, we don't take their words more valuable. But, if the person on their deathbed dies, then we listen to them. So if, if Avram says to Yitzchak on his deathbed, deliver to Yaakov, the fact that he's on his deathbed doesn't matter. It just means deliver. It doesn't mean to acquire. But if Avram dies, then we'll give it to Yaakov because once he died, then it becomes like a will. And the Chachamim say, say it should be split, because they're not sure who the halacha follows. And the Kanam Rishuda Adiv and the last opinion is that let the shliach decide because they feel that that's the best approach. Okay, that's the end of that uh, discussion. This is completely as an aside. In the five opinions that we quoted, the last one was Rav Shimon Hanasi. The problem is there was no Rav Shimon Hanasi. There was no person ever named Rav Shimon Hanasi. So the question is, is this a person we just never heard of? Or is it Rav Shimon in the name of a Nasi? Right? There were names of Nasim. We know Rav Yudah Nasi, but there was never a Rav Shimon Hanasi throughout Shas. The question is, is this like his intro? Is this the first time we've heard of him? Or is it Rav Shimon Hanasi really means Rav Shimon in the name of a Nasi? So the Gemara says, Rav Shimon Hanasi, I'm sorry, my Sashman, Ibailu, Rav Shimon Hanasi, Nasi who? Was Rav Shimon Hanasi a Nasi that we've just never heard of? Or he's the Rav Shimon, the classic Rav Shimon, and he's quoting a Nasi. So, Tashima, does bring a proof. Rav Yosef said the halacha follows Rav Shimon Anasi. So that answers it. That doesn't really answer it. That just means that he's quoting Rav Shimon It doesn't really help, right? You're not sure who Rav Shimon Anasi is. And then he says, well, we follow Rav Shimon Anasi. Okay, very nice. We still don't know. Teku, we're not 100% sure who this person is and who is quoting. Okay. Now, just to end off this discussion, Gufa, Om Rav Yosef, Halacha Kriv Shimon Anasi. The Halacha follows Rav Shimon Anasi, and that is, what did Rav Shimon Anasi say? Rav Shimon Anasi said um, that you should return it. In the case of Avram, that Avram, who right now we're saying is on his deathbed, tells Yitzchak to deliver money to Yaakov. He gets there and Yaakov died. Rav Shimon Anasi said, bring it back... Return to sender. It goes back to Avram's kids. Because when you tell someone to deliver something, you're not telling them to acquire it on the behalf of the recipient. You're just telling it to deliver. If the guy's not there, it goes back. So we pass it like Rav Shimon Anasi. Here's the problem. That means that someone on their deathbed who says, take this, doesn't mean anything more than someone who's healthy. The problem is we pass in that someone on their deathbed, if they say something, it takes potency. So how do we pass in like both? How do we pass in like Rav Shimon Anasi, that if Avram on his deathbed says to Yitzchak, deliver the money to Yaakov, gets there, Yaakov's dead, return to sender. I thought someone on their deathbed, if they say something, 
If they say get it to Yaakov, then someone on the deathbed, their statement alone creates a transaction. And if someone on the deathbed says, hey, deliver this to Yaakov, it's Yaakov's. So how could you say return to sender when we also paskin that it's Yaakov's, right? Roshimon Anasi, who you're telling me the case was, it was a person on their deathbed, he says return to sender, but I thought we put paskin that when a person's on their deathbed and they say it should be delivered, that means that it should be acquired on behalf of Yaakov. So how do we paskin like both? How do we paskin like Roshimon Anasi, return to sender? And we also paskin that divrei shchiv how do we pass in like these two things? So the Gemara says, So how do, how do you pass in like these two things? So the Gemara says, Rav Yosef, you're right. You, you can't pass in like both. That doesn't work. Rather, when the Gemara says that we pass in like Rav Shimon Anasi, Rav Yosef, who said that, thought the case was, or he felt the case is, someone who's healthy. Meaning, if the case is someone on their deathbed, we cannot pass in like Rav Shimon Anasi. It doesn't work. The case is, Rav Yosef, who says that we pass in like Rav Shimon Anasi, that return to sender, is he understands the cases that the person is healthy. So then it makes sense. Someone who's healthy, Avram who's healthy, says to Yitzchak, hey, deliver money to Yaakov, gets there, Yaakov's dead, return to sender. Because someone who's healthy, if they say something, listen to exactly what they say. He said, deliver. He never said, acquire, he never, he said deliver. If someone is on their deathbed, then their words are more powerful. The Gemara says, wait a minute, so the case is, Avram says to Yitzchak, now you tell me Avram's healthy, Avram says to Yitzchak, deliver the money to Yaakov, gets that Yaakov's dead, back to sender. But Rishimon Anasi didn't say back to sender, he says back to Avram's kids, which means Avram died. Which means he was on his deathbed. So, so right? Meaning, meaning like this: we we paskin like Rav Shimon Anasi. Again, what did Rav Shimon Anasi say? Rav Shimon Anasi said, Avram, who's on his deathbed, seemingly that's how you just interpret it, says to Yitzchak, "Deliver the money to Yaakov." Goes, Yaakov is dead. So the halacha is returned back to Avram's kids. It goes back to sender, and it goes back to Avram's kids. The problem is that's how we paskin. That's what you tell me. The problem is. If you're telling me that Rishim Anasi was talking about someone on the deathbed, I thought someone on the deathbed, what they say, you just do. He says, deliver it to Yaakov, it's Yaakov's, not return to sender. So the answer is, you're right. When Rav Yosef said, we paskin like Rav Anasi, he interpreted Rav Anasi as talking about a case where the person was healthy. He wasn't on his deathbed. Okay, so Avram is healthy, says to Yitzchak, okay, deliver it to Yaakov, Yaakov's dead, back to Avram. The problem is, he, he said back to Avram's kids, which means Avram died, which means Avram's on his deathbed. The answer is, once Avram died, then that became his will. So the answer is, change the girsa. You're right. Rav Shimon Anasi changed the case. The case was, Avram says to Yitzchak, Avram's healthy, says to Yitzchak, deliver it to Yaakov, Yaakov's dead, back to Avram. Don't say Avram's kids, take out the word kids. Avram. Avram was healthy the whole time. If he dies, because then it becomes a will, then no. So the case is, if you want to pass like Rishim Nasi, you got to amend the the case. You have to change the the what what took place. That, that's what you have to do. Okay, maybe come. Listen, this this last part was I, I acknowledge a little tricky. If you review it again a couple times, it, it, it does work, especially if you listen to the end of yesterday's year and today's. Back to a new but old topic, and that is new parak, but it's a continuation of the first Mishnah. Okay, this is the halacha. The halacha is that if someone delivers a get from outside of Israel, the shliach has to say, I saw the writing of the get and I saw the signatures. 
Befani nechtav u befani nechtam. I saw both. Okay. Now, why? Because if he doesn't say, I saw both, it's a problem. What's the problem? Rava says that we're afraid that the, the get was not written for the right woman. Rava says we're afraid that the, the people are going to question the validity. They're going to say that the signatures were forged. So you have to be able to say that you saw the signatures being forged. Which, by the way, if you remember, that's a big chiddish, because generally, to confirm signatures, you need two witnesses, right? Someone has a loan document that says, you owe me $1,000, and you're like, those, those signatures aren't real. Those are forged. So I have to get two witnesses to attest to the signatures. Over here, we're allowing a single witness to attest to the signatures. Okay, but those are the two reasons for, for requiring either to confirm the signatures are legit and that's what he's doing or to confirm that it was written for the right woman and that's what he's doing those are the two opinions the question is what if he doesn't say it what if he can't say it what if he's like I, I wasn't there I just I'm delivering I, I didn't see it writing I didn't see it signed so says the Mishnah if someone brings a divorce document from outside of Israel and he's supposed to say, "Befani nechtav." I saw the document. "Befani nechtam," and I saw it signed. But he doesn't. "Va'amar." "Befani nechtav." He says, "I saw the actual document being written." "Avalo befani nechtam." I I wasn't there for the signing. I went to the bathroom. Or "Befani nechtam." I was there for the signing. "Avalo befani nechtav," but I wasn't there for the writing. I wasn't there for the document being written. Or "Befani nechtav kuloi," or "Befani nechtav chetzioi," or I was there for the whole document. I was there for one of the signatures, but one of the signatures I wasn't there for. So he is not able to say what Chazal asked of him. So he's able to say, I saw the whole document being written. Out of the two signees, I saw one. I, I didn't see the other. Or, um, or I saw the signees, I saw both Adam sign, but I only saw half of the document being written. So what's the halacha? Puzzle. All these things about some scrap some water over there. The halacha is with all of these cases, it's all possible, meaning Chazal required you to say because they wanted to make sure that the document was written for the right intention and the document was and the signatures are legit. If you don't do it, it is possible until you fix it. How do you fix it? You gotta bring two witnesses to attest to the signatures. But it's a problem. It's a problem. Okay. Let's go weiter. So, the Mishnah then says, Let's say I have, I got two people that, that show up. Right? Again, one guy shows up with the get, and he says, I saw the whole thing. I saw the body of the document, and I saw the signatures. Good to go. What if I have one guy says he saw the body and one guy says he saw the signatures? So it's not the same guy. It's two separate people. The Mishnah says, One person he says says he saw the body of the document. One person says he saw the signatures. Puzzle. No good. You got to do what Chazal say. Chazal want that the Shliach saw both. I don't want one guy seeing half, one guy seeing half. You got to do what Chazal say. And the Gemara is going to elaborate why this is. Or what if you have this? One guy says that I saw the, the signatures and two people said they saw the body of the document being written. Still no good. It has to be the same person saw both. Okay? 
Rav Yehuda Machshir, Rav Yehuda is okay with that case. Again, the Gemara is going to elaborate all these cases. Rav Yehuda is okay if two people saw the body of the document being written and one person saw the, the signatures, that's fine. And the last part of the Mishnah is, kosher. If one person saw the body, but two people saw the signatures, that's fine, because then you have two people confirming the signatures are legit, that's fine. Okay. Two quick pieces of Gemara, and then there's the discussion that's going to get us to basically the end of the daf. And the end of the daf is easy. Okay. Okay. So the Mishnah says that if, uh, so, so think of this Mishnah as sort of a continuation from the first Mishnah. The first Mishnah says, Shliach has to say, Okay. What does this Mishnah say? If you didn't, it's puzzle. Do you really need this Mishnah? <clears throat> Once I tell you you have to do something, can't you figure out that if you didn't, it's a problem? So the Gemara, I mean, the kasha, the kasha is not the greatest kasha. The answer is pretty obvious that sometimes you're supposed to do something, and if you didn't, it's fine. Sometimes you're, not, you're supposed to do something, and if you didn't, it's a problem. But anyway, the Gemara wants to know, what do you need this mission for? Again, this mission says that if you didn't say, it's a problem. What do I need this for? Can't I figure this out from the first Mishnah? What does the first Mishnah say? The first Mishnah says you have to say it. So can't I figure out that if you didn't, it's an issue? The answer is no. No. All the first Mishnah tells you is you have to say it. But maybe if you didn't say it, it's fine. No. No. If you didn't say it, it is an issue. So therefore, you need both Mishnahites. You need the first one to say that you have to say it. And this Mishnah says, and if you didn't, no good. It's not like, bid the no, puzzle. Okay, fine, very good. Let's go a little bit weiter. There's one case, <clears throat> there's one case that's a little bit strange in the Mishnah. I understand that Chazal, again, let's put all the opinions together. You got Rava and Rava, let's put it together. This, what we're afraid of is two things. We want to make sure that the signatures are legit, and we want to make sure the body of the document was written for the right woman. Okay? For those reasons, the guy shows up and he says, I saw the body of the document, it's written for her, and I saw the signatures, they're legit. Perfect. This basic premise of this Mishnah is that if one person cannot say both of those statements, that's an issue. Understood. One of the cases that was a little strange... One of the cases is, the guy says, I saw the signees, I saw the, the signatures, they're good, and I saw half of the body of the document. Puzzle. But which half? The halacha is that as long as the first line was written for the right intention, you can go to the bathroom. You could assume the rest was done. So if he saw half, he saw the, the signatures, check. What about the body of the document? you got to make sure it's written for the right woman. He saw half, no good. Well, shouldn't it depend which half? Because if he saw the first half, that's fine. He saw the signatures, they're legit. He saw the first half, which means he heard that the first half was written for the right intention, and then it's like a Sefer Torah. You could assume that if the first half was written for the right intention, you could assume the rest was written for the right intention. So why is it possible if he saw half, it, it should depend. If it's the second half, I understand. Because he showed up in the second half, he doesn't know what was going on in the first half. But if he heard the first half is legit... And he got the signatures being legit. That should be, that should be fine. Oh, so the Gemara speaks that out. The Gemara just says, When it says it's a problem if he only saw half, which half? If he saw the first half, 
I thought that as long as he starts off Lushma, you could assume that he finished it Lushma. So if he saw the first half, that should be fine. So the answer is, You're right. When it's a problem, it's where he saw the second half. If he saw the first half, and he saw the signatures are legit, that's fine. Okay. All right. So, all of this, all of this has been easy and nice and pleasant. And now, the Gemara wants to go through... Three, l- l- let me explain what's going on, because we're going to, once we get to the second half of Ahmed Bey's, it's very easy, it's random, and very easy, very pleasant. This next little bit, I just want to explain what's going on. You had a case in the Mishnah, that one person saw the entire document, and he saw one of the signatures, no good. No good. You got to see both signatures. Okay. The question is like this, what if... And we're going to have different permutations. We're going to have three different opinions. What if one person, Adam shows up with a divorce document, he saw the body of the document, and he saw the first witness. What if I can get other people to attest to the second witness? Does that make it better? So we're going to start with like a big, uh, least chiddish, bigger chiddish, biggest. Least, bigger, biggest. Okay, let, let's see it inside. Comes Rav Chizda, and he says, the least Chiddush. Says Rav Chizda like this. Am <coughs> Rav Chizda, yeah? Rav Chizda says, Va'afilu, afilu shnayim me'idin al chasimus yad sheni, posle. Rav Chizda says like this. Adam delivers the get. He attests to the body of the document, and he says he saw the first witness. Then he gets two randos, two people, to say the second signature is good, I, I would think that's perfectly fine. Puzzle. Oh, it's actually, it's biggest chiddush, least, I'm sorry, I thought that big, biggest problem, but biggest chiddush. Rav Chizda says, understand the case, a guy shows up, he says he attests to the body of the document and to the first witness. If he would say he saw the second witness, we'd be great, but he didn't. But he gets two people, he gets Jay and Gavin to say that they saw the second witness, puzzle. Now that's a, that's a big chiddush because if he could say that he saw the second and we'd be fine, two witnesses, which is like the holy grail, like that's what you want. Like two witnesses is always like the best. It's a problem. That's a very strange thing to understand. But let's see it inside. Amr of Chizda. Even if two people can testify that the second witness is legit, puzzle. It's puzzle. Why? That's very strange. I thought it's like two is perfect. My timer. He says like this, we don't mix and match. You either want to have, again, generally, how many witnesses do you need to, to testify that a loan document is legit? How many, right? You have a standard loan document. How many people do you need to testify these witnesses are good? Two. This is a special concept by a get that one person works. Over here, what Adam sort of did is he sort of combined the two. The first witness, he's going to go with the special get law that one witness is enough. The second one, he's going with the classic two. We don't mix and match. Either you want to go all takonas chazal, or you want to go all. Either you want to go all get law that a special one one witness works, or you want to go classic. Then let the two people testify about both signatures. No mixing and match. That, that, that's what that's what Rav Chizda says. Now this is very hard to understand. Because think about it. If you would have said you saw the second witness and you're a single guy, one guy, and you said you saw the second witness, I'd be cool with it. But now you brought in two people and that's a problem. Two people are never worse than one guy. 
Two people are, from the laws of testimony, two is never worse than one. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, Maskev Rava, Rava says to Rav I don't know what you're talking about. You're telling me that if one single witness would attest to both signatures, we'd be cool with it? But now that he brought in two people, it's worse? No way that makes sense. I, I, no way, that, that doesn't work. Yeah, but the point is, but even in the world, yes, but the true. No, true, but but. No, true, but even even if you disagree with Rava, it's yeah, yeah, but it's interesting that. I now have three witnesses that the signing was good. Correct. One from the original shliach and one now two for the second shliach. True. Correct. It's a good point, but it's a good point. But the point is, even if you disagree with Rava, the concept of this being an issue is strange. Again, the first guy testifies to the first signature. Then he gets two people to testify for the second. Now nah, you're mixing and matching. Well, who can, what, what do you mean? Like, check, check. Like, check for the first, double check for the second. Like, what's the problem here? So Rava says, you know what? I'm cool with that case. I'll, I'll, tell, you what, I'll tell you what I think is. Says Rava, El Omar Rava, go to the next page. This is the case. He testifies to the first signature. The second signature, he doesn't get two randos off the street. He gets one guy and himself. So he serves as the second witness. So it's it's almost similar to Rav Chizda. You still got two people, but the difference is one of those two people is the guy who delivered it. Now, what's the problem here? So he said he saw the first, and he's saying the second, I recognize, and he gets Gavin to join him. So you got, again, you got one for the first and you got two for the second, but one of the members of the second, t- testifying for the second signature, is, is the person who delivered it. So what, what's the... Now, what, what, what's the problem here? Let me explain. Okay, let me explain. This is a tremendous chiddush, but here's the deal. What if you have, let me see the case. The case is, Rashi, you see the Rashi three lines in? Look at Rashi, he says, Okay, here, here's, the, here's the deal. Avram and Yitzchak signed a document, a loan document. Avram dies. Yitzchak shows up in court. Now, there are different ways to confirm the signatures are legit. I mentioned before, you get two Adam to, to testify. You know what's another way? The people who himself signed. That's also legit, right? If you signed a document and you show up and you're like, that's my handwriting, you don't need another guy. That, that's perfect. Here's the case. Avram and Yitzchak signed a loan document. Avram died. Yitzchak shows up and Yitzchak's like, I signed that one, that's me. So half, check. He, and he's like, I recognize Avram's. And he gets Gavin, he says, hey, join me. Uh, you recognize Avram? Yeah. Does that work? The answer is no. Why not? It's a due to complete technicality. The Pusik says you need two witnesses to attest for both, which means each witness is, is taking care of 50%. Over here, Yitzchak is actually taking care of 75%. Because think about it. Yitzchak is testifying of his signature, so half the document he took care of, and then he's joining with someone else to testify without. So due to a technicality, the Pasuk says each witness has to be um, has to be responsible or for 50%, no more than 50%. In this case, it's due to a complete technicality. He, it will not work. 
So therefore, says Rava, in the case of a divorce document, the exact same case, meaning Yitzchak shows up with a divorce document and he says, listen, I saw one of them. Check. 50% of the document, I saw. The second one, I didn't see, but me and Gavin, I could testify to that. So says Rava, no good. Why? Even though it's like, that should totally be good. Again, if he shows up and he says, I saw both signatures, fine. He shows up, he says, I saw the first one. Check. The second one, I didn't see, but me and Gavin can testify. You'd be like, yeah, you got check, and you got check, you got one witness, you got two witnesses, perfect. The answer is, by a loan document, due to a technicality, this would be a problem. So we're not going to be okay with it by a divorce, lest you use it by a loan document. And by a loan document, it's a problem, because you can't have one person uh, uh, responsible or, or uh, you know, uh, uh, taking care of 75% of the document. So while it should work by, again, conceptually, because conceptually, the guy who delivered it says he saw the first one, so the first signature is good, and he said the second one I didn't see, but me and Gavin all saw it. We, we, we recognize the handwriting. So you got one for the first, two for the second, it should be check, check. But due to a technicality by loan documents, this would be an issue. We don't want to let you use it by a get. So that's Rav Hizdish. So Rav Hizdish says the case is, that's a problem, is if one person signed the first one, the person who delivered it saw the first one, and he gets two randos, no good. Rav is like, what do you mean? That's perfectly fine. Says Rav, you know what's an issue? If the person who delivered it wants to serve as the second witness for the second one, that's a problem because it will be a problem due to technicality by loan documents, and we don't want you to, lest you use it by a loan document. Says the Gemara, that's Rav. Ravashi says, I, I still don't get it. Maska Ravashi. Ravashi's like, I don't, I don't get it. Forget about loan. I, I put loans aside. Buy a get. You deliver the document, the get, and you say you saw both signatures. We'll be cool with it. Yeah. Over here, you saw the first one. Yeah. And you and Gavin can testify about the second one, and you tell me it's an issue. I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense because you can say, basically, say just, why is Gavin here? Get out. Now I testify to both. Good. Correct, right? It, you, it's like if Gavin wasn't here, Adam could do the entire thing himself. But now by adding Gavin, it makes the we, by we make it worse. But 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 still, but but I understand by a loan document, it's due to a technicality. I get it. But by a get, if Chazal are lenient with one, how could adding you make it worse to this circumstance? I'm sure adding you to some situations makes it a lot worse. But in this circumstance, like it's it still. Ravashi's like, I don't get it. So you start with the biggest Chiddush, and that's where Chizda has a problem. If two people testify with the second just because it's a different type of uh, confirmation, Rav is like, get, get rid of that. Rav is like, you know what though? I think it's a problem. If the guy who delivered it and a single witness want to testify with the second, Ravashi's like, get rid of that too. That doesn't make sense. It's like Adam saying he's mowed on himself, but by myself I'm going good, because this time I need to bring Gavin. I'm but testifying against test myself by bringing the second But if guy, he were to come in... By bringing me, yeah, the first one's fine, but then you. But you understand, but you understand why it's hard to. By myself, I'm no good. No, but could be by myself. I'm not. I need. No, but but think about it. If he would come in and just say, "I saw the signature and I know the second, that should be enough. But now you're telling me that because he brought in a second witness, he made it worse somehow. It's just hard to understand. But yes, by a loan document, I get it because it's technicalities understood. But by a divorce, where we're cool with him saying everything himself, but now that he brought someone else on. That's worse. Ravashi's like, get, get rid of that. I, I don't care for that. So you know Ravashi says, we've done Mamash five minutes. So Ravashi says, El Omer Ravashi, Afilo Omer Ani Hu Eid Sheni Posel. My Taima, Oikula Bikiya Maget, Oikula Bitakanascham. You know Ravashi says it's a problem? 
No, so Ravashi says the case is the guy delivers the get and he says, I saw the first and I am the second. So that's an issue because now, the reason why is because now you're confusing both. It's similar to the first, but the difference is you're, you're using two different methodologies. You're using the methodology of I saw the signatures being signed for the first and that's a special get dispensation. And then for the second one, you're saying you're the one who signed it, which is a second type but it's not two witnesses. So over here, it's a single witness for both, but you're using two different types of a single witness working. You're using that you t- recognize your own handwriting, which is type A, and you're using that I was present for the signing, which is a get law type B. We don't let you combine both. Even though, yes, I, I guess conceptually, like, it should work, but okay, fine. So you have Rav Chizda, which is the biggest Chiddush, then Rava, and then Ravashi, more understandable. So let's just finish up this sugi. The sugi, let me just explain the next three lines. And then we'll wrap this up, and then the next Gemara is taking me much like a minute. Uh, the Mishnah said a case. The Mishnah said that one person says he saw the entire body of the document and he saw a single witness, but he never says what about the second witness. He says, I saw one of the Adam, no good. Well, what's the case? So the Gemara assumes you have Ravashi is the least Chiddush, Rav is the bigger Chiddush, Rav Chizda is the biggest Chiddush. If the Mishnah is outlawing one case, kind of sounds like it's outlawing Rav Chizda's case. So the Gemara says, yeah, so the Gemara says like this. Let's see the case inside. The Gemara says, uh, So the Mishnah says that if one person saw the entire body of the document, but he only saw one of the signatures, it's puzzle. Well, what happened to the other signature? If no one is testifying about the second one, that's poshit. Meaning if one guy comes in and he says, I saw the body of the document, I only saw one witness, no one knows about the second one. That could have been put on later. And of course we're not going to accept that. The Gemara says, If no one is going to testify that, for sure that's a problem. We have an issue with one person testifying about the body and one person testifying about the signatures. We're definitely going to have an issue of no one can no one can uh, confirm the second signature. It must be that the case is either Rava or Ravashi, and it's not like Rav Chizda, because we're assuming it's not going to go with the biggest Chiddush. So the Gemara says it must be not like Rav Chizda. Right? Rashi says, Okay, meaning the assumption is that the mission is not following Rav Chizda. So the Gemara responds, no. Rav Chizda responds, um, Rav Chizda, according to you, Chizda says, you're assuming that the Mishnah is building to the biggest Chidushim. Sometimes the Mishnah just says simple things, meaning really the case is where a person, one person signed the body, one person can testify about the second, and the second, the, the first signature, and the second signature we actually have no one can attest to. So you said that's Pashit. Why would it be in the Mishnah? The answer is sometimes the Mishnah like goes by Pashit and then it builds up. Meaning you're assuming every case in the Mishnah has to be like the big Chiddush. Love Dafka. doesn't have to be a big Chiddush. So the Mishnah is actually not talking about our cases at all. The Mishnah is talking about a case where the second signature no one can attest to. Nobody. There's not no case. No one can attest to. And it's a problem. So you said, of course it's a problem. Why would it be in the Mishnah? The answer is, sometimes the Mishnah doesn't want to have the biggest Chiddushim. It's Apsu. It's building to it. Um, yeah. But now, I, I, 
if you don't mind for one minute, Mamish 822, we, yeah, we'll be done in the rest of the sugi, the rest of the Gemara is, is completely unrelated to our sugi, and it's incredibly easy. Um, I just want to see one thing. Um, yeah. Okay. But this superfluous case, the mission actually comes to teach a novel ruling where a testimony was offered in the second chair. He to explain that. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning like this. Let me just explain that last little bit. Rav Chizda says that if one person can testify about the first signature and he can get two randos off the street, two Adim, it's still a problem. Puzzle. No one agrees with that. Everyone's like, that's kosher, that's kosher, that's kosher. The Mishnah says some cases puzzle. Doesn't say which one. So we said it must be not like Rav Chizda because Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda says that this is puzzle. We assume that the Mishnah would not be describing Rav Chizda's case. And we would assume that in Rav Chizda's case, the Mishnah would actually say it's kosher. To that, Rav Chizda responds, the Mishnah is not actually talking about this case at all. So I, I don't know what it would say about me. So I, I just wanted to, to confirm that last little bit. I just said it fairly quickly, but and afterwards I'm happy to explain. The rest of the Gemara is not related at all. It goes on a tangent. The tangent is, is as follows. I'm Rav Chizda. Now that we mentioned Rav Chizda, we'll mention another thing from Rav Chizda. Um, Rav Chizda was talking about, you know, combining signatures. So, you know, when it comes to Shabbos, uh, there's a concept called a different domain, uh, like a wall, right? Uh, Rosh Hashayachid is surrounded by a wall. Rosh Hashayachid has a, uh, is surrounded by a, a barrier of ten tefachim. Now, you could have two different types of barriers. You could have a wall, or you could have a pit, right? If you're in a pit, so you didn't make a fence, just that you dug a hole, and the pit itself is ten tefachim. A wall in halach is ten tefachim. What if I have a half of a wall made of a fence and half of a wall I dug into the ground? So it's like a, like a, like like in shul sometimes, like you can have a half the mechitza is above and half of they just lower in the men's section. The question is, does does it combine? In general, you could have walls based on just digging into the ground ten tefachim, or you could build a wall on the top ten tefachim. The question is, can I combine the two? Amr says, no, no good. You either have to have a wall of ten tefachim, or you have to dig a pit of ten tefachim. You can't have half pit, half wall. Now, by the way, why this is, I have no idea, because like to me, as long as there's a separation, what do I care about how you got that separation? No, no, it's similar, but I'm saying I still, I don't understand both. Two concepts. Two concepts, but I'm saying but by a wall, the concept is you need a separation. So, yeah. So the Gemara says, "Actually, kula Darsh disagrees. He says, "Gidd chamisha chamisha mechitzah chamisha mstarfin." Why can't they combine? The hilchasim mstarfin and the halachas they do combine because the main point is that you're separated by a distance of ten tefachim. What do I care if it's a wall? What do I care if it's a pit? It could be a combination of the two. It's all the same. Now, last shaila. By ilfa ilfa astakasha yodim tahiris lechatzayin or ain tahiris lechatzayin. Can I wash hands halfway? Now, we don't know what he, what does he mean? Can I do half hands for washing? Now, what is, what do you mean? <laughs> so the Kamar is like, well, what do you mean? Let's, let's offer a couple explanations as to, we're trying to figure out what he meant by his question. So attempt number one, hey, dummy, what's the case? How much, um, how much water do you need to wash your hands? The minimum is a revius. Revius. Uh, Three to five ounces, a, a kiddush cup, a kiddush cup. That's the minimum amount. So what did he when he said, "Can I do half hands?" What does he mean? So the Gemara says maybe he meant we only have a kiddush cups of water, so that's good for me, or that's good for Gavin. Here's what we're gonna do: we're both gonna put our hands under the water, and you're gonna pour 
on both our hands at the same time, one kiddush cup's worth. So each of us are getting like a half amount. Maybe that's what he meant. Maybe that was his question. Again, he asked this vague question about half hands by Nathil Zidane. So attempt number one is that me and Gavin are using one amount for both of us. And he's asking if that's good. Because on the one hand, we're both being poured. The poor, there is a revius being poured in our hands. But on the other hand, from a scientific perspective, we're probably only getting half. So the Gemara says that can't be what he asked. Why? It's a Mefersha Mishnah. The Mishnah already addresses. The Mishnah says that works. The Mishnah says you could have two people put their hands under one Kiddush cup of water, and it's, it does the Tils Yudayim. So that can't be his question. So throw that out. Okay, attempt number two. Attempt number two. Maybe he's asking, can I wash a hand at a time? Meaning, can I just do one hand, then another hand? Which is, by the way, what we do, for the record, right? We don't, like, put our hands together. You do one hand and then another hand. So maybe he's asking, can you do one hand at a time? The problem is that's also not a necessary question. That's obvious. Wait a minute. It definitely works. The halacha is you could wash one hand washing and one hand you could put in a stream. They, they don't have to be together at all. So that can't be his question. Throw that out. So you know what his question is? Okay. Okay, this is what he does. I don't know why someone would do this. You have to wash, let's say, I'm going to go, let's go to the, let's assume you have to do the whole hand. Just makes it easier. Okay. Not just to the knuckles, but the whole hand. A guy washes half his hand to the knuckles, then dries it, then he washes the palm. So he washed the entire hand, but in piecemeal, and he dried it in between. So he washed half of the hand, then dried that half, then he washed the second half. So at the end of the day, he washed his entire hand, but he didn't wash it together. So the Gemara says that's also not a question why, because that definitely doesn't work. You can't wash half the hands at a time. The Gemara says, It doesn't work. So the Gemara says, The case is, he washed both halves, he washed half A, then dried it, then washed half B, but he didn't dry it so well. So the first half was still moist. So because the first half was still moist, maybe it works. That's his kasha. And tomorrow we'll address whether that really is his kasha, and we'll continue with this tomorrow. Thank you very much. My pleasure. <laughs>